0: Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This is Pastor Neil Wemus, and this is a special recording episode of uh, the Kiro Film Society. And I call it a special recording because there's nothing going to be in here that has to do with movies or television. This is a podcast. As you notice, there's no intro music there's not going to be conclusion music. It's going to be a very rugged even more raw recording than what most of my recordings are. And the reason I am doing this recording is because of the events of the last really quite a few weeks in this country. A lot of things have been going on in our country in this recent history. I mean Okay, Muhammad Ali died. You know, that's... That's the celebrities. It doesn't typically divide people too terribly. Although a lot of people did speak about uh, Muhammad Ali's past. But I think it was still mostly people were, um, you know, pretty mild in their response to it. But... There's other stories that have been going on throughout the media. We've had the, the battles about, you know, um, about the bathrooms, who can use them, who can't, locker rooms and schools. And that's an issue we're talking about, and that's not going to be my primary issue. But it's an issue that's been dividing our country for weeks, for months, We had the killing of the gorilla I can't remember what the name of the gorilla was But in that Cincinnati Zoo That divided many people Made a lot of people upset And then This last week Things really, really accelerated And It began With the killing of Christina Grimes, or Grimey, or however you pronounce her name. i had actually never heard of her until, uh, after the shooting. I will admit to that, because I don't watch The Voice. I never heard any of her music. Uh, Sunday night, I believe it was, or Sunday or Monday night, I actually finally listened to, first time I listened to one of her songs. It was, a uh, in Christ Alone, she recorded it just on a YouTube video, but she has a whole bunch of these that she's been recording uh, since she was 15 years old. And, and I listened to that. It was actually a really beautiful recording, beautiful music. And one of the things that kind of just stood out to me watching the video was the way she interacted with the YouTube. You could see just kind of kind of get an idea as to the type of person she was. And it made the shooting, what happened with her, um, even the more tragic. You know, killed by a deranged fan, shot after a concert. And this was also, and I watched this video with also in my mind what also happened in Orlando. This was Sun. This was a Saturday evening. Sunday morning and that was the sh- the mass murder the terrorist event in Orlando where the 49 people were killed at uh, an LGBT uh, nightclub in Orlando killed by Uh, Omar Mateen, I believe, was the name. He was an ISIS sympathizer. He declared himself a member of ISIS before he uh, did the attack that he did. And it was just... And the thing is, is this was just... Really, it was another shooting... The long history of shootings in this country. When I was originally going to do this podcast, as you know, I this is a Kiro Film Society, so I talk about movies. I haven't done any television, but this was what I was going to use. Is the first time to do a TV themed podcast, and I was going to use the episode uh, "Earshot" um, from the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I decided I'm going to hold on to that for a later date, and I think next week I'm going to start uh, basically kind of a three-week series, or a five-week series on the Buffy Angels shows, and I'll kind of explain that more next, when I do that podcast, which will only be in a couple days. This is, a, like I said, this is a special one. I'm going to do a regular podcast probably uh, Friday evening or Saturday morning. But I was thinking about doing that, but because there's really interesting history with history in that podcast, that episode. Because that episode, it's about the yeah, Buffy discovers that somebody is planning to kill everyone in the school at lunchtime the next day, and this episode just happened to air be scheduled to air less than a week after the Columbine shooting in 1999. Now, I bring this up, and I'll go into more detail on that episode when I um, when I review it and then I analyze when I start doing the Buffy stuff, but I bring it up because Columbine happened when I was in high school. Uh, 19. I was a sophomore in high school when it happened. I remember being in school when it. I remembered, uh, in the being in the basement of our house, uh, working on my homework, and I lifted up my head and looked at the TV, and I saw. Because my dad watched a lot of news, and I remember watching the news and seeing all this stuff unfolding. And I remember the preceding years, and we start talking about safety at schools in the event of a shooting, what would we do? And a lot of us I remember being really weary at our school because our school we really didn't feel was that safe, the way it was designed. And, And since that has happened we've seen more and more and more shootings. You know we talk about the legacy of presidents President Bush was a legacy. His legacy was the fight against terror, and so he had. And of course, he was kind of an event-oriented president. He had, he had 9/11. He had Hurricane Katrina, which that was a terrorist attack, but it was a major event. Uh, he had the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War. President Obama is a president that is sadly... I mean, we're, we can discuss our politics and how we feel about him. I'm not, that's not my goal here. Obama is going to be... One of the defining characteristics of his presidency is how many times he's had to pull away and talk about events such as these. Shootings such as what happened in Orlando, what happened at, in Newtown, Connecticut, what happened at San Bernardino, what happened at Virginia Tech. Seems like, I mean, over and over and over and over and over again, it happens. And the thing is, every time it happens, The same battles wage. And the biggest one is always over gun control. What are we going to do about these weapons that have been the instruments of destruction and death so many times in our lives in this country? The answer is more gun control. Better background checks. And this is a and I'm gonna get to that in a little bit I think. Because I don't know what to think about all that. But let's go let's I'm gonna get to that in a little bit, alright? this shooting added a din- multiple dimensions. It came out the fact that the shooter was, like I said, an, um, ISIS uh, inspired or ISIS affiliated or what do you want to call it. Just as San Bernardino was. And He specifically was targeting LGBT crowds, and it's probably the reason he did it when he did it It is because this happens to be Pride Month, and it happens to be um, Ramadan, which is a whole sacred month for Muslims. And so having them both in the same month probably led to what happened. And They added another dimension to this What happened To how we discuss it and how we deal with it Because Then came The homosexuality discussion And debate Then came the issue of ISIS and extremist Islam and all these things we have these issues and not to mention just the general civility of our nation the ability to discuss and talk with people you disagree with I mean we have had when this happened This is something that's been coming out of the media. And this is, I mean, this shooter, probably, if he wanted to tear apart the fabric of the United States, was brilliant. Honestly. Evil brilliance. Because he, the best way to tear apart, to destroy a powerful nation as the United States is, is to tear it, get it to tear itself apart from the inside. So he attacked a place that is at the heart of us with guns, setting off a multitude of debates. It was not, it was very early on. The ACLU, one of the members of the ACLU, declared that it was the fault of the Christians that this shooting happened. Sounds pretty nuts, given the fact that it was a Muslim that carried it out in the name of Islam. And yet, Christians were declared the guilty ones. As one person said, boy, whoever thought 67 AD would come back again sounds a little too reminiscent of when Nero blamed the Christians for the burning of Rome. So what he has done with this shooting has turned everybody in every which direction against each other. And he didn't really need help. Our country is already very, very divided. See, when we have the last few elections, uh, you go back to the Bush election, or the elections with Bush, or the elections with Obama. is really blue states versus red states, right? This election, we have on one side, we have Hillary Clinton, and the other side, we have Donald Trump, and... What you're finding in this election, and then, of course, you have the Libertarians always throwing in their voice. But you have, in this election, you have the Democrats tearing each other apart. You have the Republicans tearing each other apart. And, of course, the Democrats tearing apart the Republicans. The Republicans tearing apart the Democrats, and then you have the Independents tearing one another apart, the Conservative Independents, the Liberal Independents tearing each other apart. This country is divided in so many different ways, it is absolutely maddening. And this shooting just exposed it, and it was like, it's like throwing gasoline onto an already well-lit fire. And it's just getting worse And worse, in this country, is this divisiveness keeps coming. We wonder why are these shootings happening? Now, ISIS, I don't think it needs explanation. ISIS is evil. And I'd say that's one thing we're not told very divided about. ISIS is an evil entity. All right? There's not many people who are disagreeing with that in this country. If they don't disagree with it, chances are they're on ISIS watch, they're on ISIS alert. But these other shootings that are not ISIS related, that are not Muslim related, why there? We look to the gun control. And we take and the goal is to be to start legislating how we get guns. See, here's the thing. The Second Amendment, and a lot of people say, well, the Second Amendment was written for people who had muskets, not people with automatic rifles and yada, yada, yada. First off, it should be noted those assault rifles that people are talking about, those uh, automatic weapons, uh, are not actually... uh, are not legal as it is. And there's a lot of misinformation about the weapon that's been used, the, a- the AR-15. Uh, I think one person, and I've heard it multiple times, says, "What well, it can fire off 700 rounds per minute. Well, that's actually not true. It can actually fire about 40 rounds per minute. That's not even one per second. Um, there's a lot of confusion in order. Um, even if somebody were to highly modify it, from what I understand, 700 rounds per minute, it would pretty much melt the gun. So there's a lot of false information going around about that. But the thing is, the Second Amendment was the reason, yes, at that time there's muskets, but, and so, but the, the law, the, the amendment to the Constitution, it doesn't change with the times. It doesn't go, oh, okay, well, it still only applies, you can have a musk. No the purpose of the well regulated militia not military militia the military is regulated by the government but militia that's the people the purpose of it is to preserve the other amendments of the of the constitution is for when a government starts being becoming corrupt we can fight back when they become tyrannical and I'm going to say, I honestly am saying this: that this country is prime for a tyrannical dictator. The fact that this this nation is so emotion-driven, logic has just been thrown out the window completely. I mean, even I mean, there used to there was it wasn't that long ago that our country was at least science-driven. But that's been thrown out the window. Science doesn't even mean anything anymore. Nothing means anything. There's no truth. All the truth is is based upon what you feel in this culture. And all you need is a good one presidential candidate, one leader, to tuck, to pull at those strings just the right way, and that will lead this nation into a tyrannical era. We are so primed for it. Donald Trump has been pulling on those strings of the some of the conservative Republicans, and it's been right in front of our eyes, and we are doing nothing about it. And Bernie Sanders plays a little bit about it, but he doesn't do it the way Trump is. I don't think Trump is. I don't think Sanders is intentionally doing that, but I think Trump does. That's how a a dictator arises, he plays into your fears. And he turns people against, he turns the majority against the minority. And the thing is, why do you see the media constantly turning against Christians? Why are they attacking conservative Christianity and saying how we're all dangerous? Because they know we're not dangerous. They wouldn't attack us if they did! The truly dangerous ideology in our world is militant Islam. But nobody attacks them. They're terrified to do so. They know the reality. They can attack, beat up, and belittle conservative Christianity. and Christians will not fight back because it's against our ideology. They know that we have no desire for the death of LGBT. And I think in their heart they actually know that we actually do love them. We actually love a person, whether they're gay, lesbian, straight, bisexual, transsexual, quadsexual, whatever all different kinds there are, we still love them. They're still people created by our God. And people who Jesus died on the cross for. We love them because we're commanded to. We don't love the sins. And I know people I don't people don't love that comment. But we don't love the sin. We love we still love the person who commits such sin. Because we too are sinners every single one of us are born dead in our trespasses born sinful born desperate in needing of God's grace and therefore and we love and yet we still love a person regardless of what, what sin they struggle with. When that shooting happened on Sunday night, the culmination kind of of all the bad news that you just realize has been on the news in the last several weeks, I won't lie that I actually started to get a little teared up on Sunday night just thinking about all I just feeling the weight of what's going on in this world. So this tear, this one shooter, has torn this part, this country apart even better, even more than it already was. Telling people not to pray, telling people to not have thoughts. I mean, look what the Demo- what the Democrats did. At the Senate, they had a moment of silence for those who were dead. They walked out and said, no more time for silence. Well, here's the deal, Democrats. The time of silence was probably not going to last more than a minute. You have who knows how many other minutes in that frickin' day to deal with it. One moment of silence is not a moment of disrespect. It is a moment of respect. It's a moment of realizing that there are people whose voices will never be heard again because they are dead. And so we take a moment of silence recognizing that their voice is silent. Walking out, this is how people throughout the history of our world has dealt with grief, is with poets, a silence. Don't use this BS, well, we don't have time for silence. Yes, you do. It's a minute. You could have had time. You have, who knows? I don't have a calculator right now with me. I don't know how many minutes there are in a day. But there are 24 hours in a day. 60 minutes in each of it. So, 1,440 1, minutes. So, You have 1,439 other minutes to discuss your issue. To discuss this. Shame on you guys for chastising people for praying. For telling people not to have moments of silence. For your protesting on how people grieve. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. Actually, this this is a thing in the world. I'm gonna tell you why these shootings, all these things have been happening in our world. You wanna know the reason why? It's because of sin. We live in a world filled with sin. That is why these things happen. And the reason we pray to God is because He is the only person that can bring an end to this. Pray to God. Open. That this will all come to an end one day. He's the only one that can stop this. That's why we pray to Him. We are looking forward to the day when we are freed from this world where this crap is going on. But until then we are dealing with a nation that's divided. How do we handle the guns? We have to be smart. Very smart and very wise. We cannot break apart that amendment. We have to be careful with how we do it. Because of the simple fact that they are the only thing that will they are the thing that will defend us against a tyrannical regime in our nation. What do we do? Is it mental health? Sometimes it is many of these people, it is mental health problems. But it's not always that. It is sometimes the simple fact that people are evil. Adolf Hitler, nobody talked about his mental his mental health was why he did what he did, or Hitler, or the entire nation that allowed for this. Nobody says it was because of their mental health. Same thing with Mao. Same thing with Stalin. Same thing with any of a number of other people that have committed horrible atrocities in this world. Bin Laden, nobody talked about his mental health problems. And the reason is because we know it, that there are people in this world who are legitimately evil. And I know that flies into the face of a world that does not believe that there's a such thing as tr- good or right such thing as morality or such thing as ethics. Because to say that there's such thing as an evil person is to recognize that there's such thing as wrong. Right and wrong. The reality is there are evil people in this world. It requires being smarter than them, maybe. Maybe. The reality is it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening and happening and happening. And all the shootings we've had, we've had, you know, it's been mentioned, a lot of people don't realize that the murder rate in this country has actually declined by 30% over like the last 10 years or something like that. But we still are having these mass shootings happening. they're tearing this nation apart I don't and honestly that might do a lot more if we were to actually start listening to each other start being respectable respectful I mean if you want to look at you know in the years that these mass shootings have happened What has the rhetoric been like of this nation? How have we been talking to each other? Have we been polite and patient and kind and gentle? I don't think so. I think we've been downright rude. We've been nasty. We've been belligerent. We've been using anything but politeness. That's dividing us even more. Causes us not to listen. In a world that just keeps getting divided more and more, the only people that win is our enemies. We're always going to have some division in our world. No two people will agree on everything. But we learn to respect one another... In spite of our differences. We may not respect one's beliefs. But we respect their right to believe it. But we also have to acknowledge that some beliefs are dangerous. And they are, in fact, deadly. And we have to recognize which ones those are. Because the thing is, with... Um, you know, like Westboro Baptist Church, as bad as they are, they've never been violent. Well, I guess they've been kind of abusive in their families, from I've heard. But they never shot anyone up. They do peaceful, legal protests. Their ideology is bad, but it's not violent. We need to be weary of those. We have to look at our own worldview. Is our worldview is is it directing towards the oppression of others? There's a lot of complexity to what's going on in this country, and I just I don't have answers to how to end this in this world, or to slow it down, or whatever. People compare us to Canada. They'll compare us to Australia and things like that. But you have to remember: for one, Canada has a lot less people than we do, and even the population that it has, it's not near. It's the density of Canada's population is very thin compared to the United States. Um, So they're naturally probably not going to have as much. culture's different there are many different factors as to why one nation suffers in a way that it doesn't others don't why don't we have why are we seeing Christians being crucified and raped and murdered like they're seeing in much of the Middle East carried out by ISIS because we're a different nation we don't have ISIS growing up although we have ISIS members building and developing we are not where it started There's reasons why different countries have different struggles and different problems. It's because they have a different culture, they have a different history, they have a different tradition, they have different things passed down to them than we do. That's a big part of it. So we look at another nation, what worked in one nation might not work in ours. It might, but it might not. My plea in this podcast so to Christians is it's okay to pray I know the, there are those who are saying you can't pray but pray because God is the only one the only one who's powerful enough wise enough to truly deal with what's going on Because we as Christians Believe, teach, and confess This will come to an end All of it will end And we'll be in paradise If you're not a Christian Or I should say this to all people Christian, non-Christian Christians when this shooting came out I really hope that some of you Wouldn't say stupid That some Christians wouldn't say stupid things But some of them did that Pastor Steven Anderson, I think is his name, said his stupid things. Uh, Westboro Baptist Church, as I mentioned, said their stupid things. Liberals said way more stupid things because they have control of the media. I ask that you learn to be civil patient, loving and kind to those who you diff- disagree with it is okay to debate the issues, to discuss them, but res- be respectful to the individual love people that you don't agree with love people whose sin which is everybody This won't bring an end to these shootings. But it might do something to slow it down. But even more than that, it might help us as a nation cope with it a little bit better. I don't have any answers to how to deal with the gun laws. As I mentioned, the purpose of the Second Amendment is in the back of my mind. But I could definitely under I could definitely empathize with the desire to increase background checks and other such things. Other legislation. But I don't have a good answer to this. There's a lot of complexities to this. And we, as a people, need to listen to each other. Don't belittle, don't berate, don't insult. Don't humiliate. Don't practice sarcasm. Sarcasm is a very nasty form of rhetoric that helps nothing. It makes you look bigger, but it also makes you stupid. And let me explain to you this, why it makes you stupid. Because it's not an argument. It shows it's your only way to respond To something you disagree with is with humor. Even though what you say might be false and you have no argument to it. You just say something sarcastically or with condescension. You think that you are the high one, but you're you're not really. You might be right about what you say, in which case you are just a little person. You're kind of little minded or petty or if you're wrong, it just makes you look like look ignorant and hateful in your ignorance. This is what I've been seeing with some comedians. The way they talk on their late night shows. The way some of these journalists are talking. This is not how we deal with these problems. You want shootings to stop? You want the Republicans to talk about gun control? Here's an idea. Quit belittling. Quit your mockery. And actually talk to one another like you are both people. Flesh and blood human beings who weep every time one of these shootings happen and listen this is my plea to you to this nation then maybe we might start seeing things happen thank you and God bless this is is Pastor Neil Weemus And this has been a special recording of the Key Row Film Society.